You going? Yep. Welcome back, guys, to the Identical Draw podcast. Um, this podcast is presented by our friends hey, over. You need to cut the ums, okay? I, I in my post production, I have to just every ten seconds. There's no, I'm I'm knocking it out. I need you to need you to drop that. Let's try again. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Identical Draw podcast, where we don't say the word um. Uh, <laughs> there it is. That's an uh. uh that's, that's that's same, not that's an the um. Thing. That's you, the same thing. That's still that's still getting deleted. Anyway, we'd like mm-hmm. to thank our uh, Vortex partner. Yes, they uh, they have some awesome tripods that I don't think we discuss enough. Really awesome. Like they're lightweight, super lightweight, and they're yeah. small. They can just be packed. They can be thrown onto anything. Like I don't care if it's your whitetail pack, your western hunting pack. Super They've lightweight got the and just high country, right? Yep. And uh, we summit. got summit too. Summit, yeah, some carbon smaller one, right? Yep. I I rock the the summit tripod like hardcore. Um, it's like my glassing. When you're used to an a Manfrotto or something heavier, mm-hmm. it, it's it's really nice. It's it's a yep. uh, much easier weight wise in the pack. Yep. And me and Tom, like, it's great for filming, but just having steady glass on western hunts where you're uh or even midwest hunts where you're like just glassing heavily that's, if you've that's never changing. had your binos on a tripod you're absolutely missing out and you're 100 percent missing game 100 like, percent. it is unbelievable how much more you're glassing when they're when they're still yeah because you're not like when you're glassing you're looking for the tiniest movement mm-hmm. you know yep it's not always that oh it's just oh there's an entire buck right there yep you're looking for Nantler or tail or something. Yep. So, yep. So uh, check out the line of tripods and thank you, Vortex. Let's get into the podcast. Well, <clears throat> we we couldn't do this podcast right after the hunt because my my beloved truck was in the shop. Man, quick truck update. This this podcast is going to get into my South Dakota whitetail that I shot. But man, quick truck update. We're driving it right now. I got I got a, an old Ford F one hundred and fifty twenty thirteen EcoBoost Lariat, and two hundred. We don't need to get into it a ton. We we dropped a lot of truck in, information on oh, the Colorado. Oh podcast. yeah, two hundred eighty one thousand miles. Basically, before this hunt. I was you, you getting took, it right after out. Colorado. After all issues, you took it into the shop just to see what you'd pay for. Yep. Just thinking that something's probably still not right. Fans are kicking on like crazy. Basically, had to get a new radiator, had to get a new like water pump thing, um, and then that was rather expensive. <clears throat> On my way home from the car shop, from getting that fixed, my truck literally lost power. <sighs> Which they I had, said they some sli- words they that slightly warned us. I that. said some words I was not proud of. I punched the seat several times next to me. <laughs> called Tom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said things I'm not proud of, um, and I needed a new throttle body. A couple hundred more bucks. Another one, and we replaced our throttle body two years ago. Not yep. even two years ago. And it was on the trip when we were going to go kill Freddy Krueger. Yeah. It was that, that legendary trip is when our throttle body went out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he daylighted that evening yep. on, under the tree we were going to hunt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the truck now, I mean, she's running like a gym. I believe having, I think having belief in your vehicle um, goes a long way in life. So That's we, we plugged a couple, couple grand into the truck. Mm-hmm. And we, what's your Venmo? We want. We were deciding whether we should get a new truck or not, but everybody knows that you're not just pulling up to a dealership these days and buying a truck like 2019. And uh, everybody also knows that you need money to buy a truck. Yeah. So we decided to full send the, the things that need to fix, but we're probably going to... This is probably the last fall for the silver bullet, wouldn't yeah. you say? I mean... That's a sad statement, but that's we're, probably we're thinking about like <clears throat> junking it on the 80. And uh, come on, big guy, get on here. And uh, and like having it be like a farm vehicle, yeah, until it dies for good. But I don't know, yeah. But, anyways, we're driving down to Oklahoma now. Um, and yeah, on our way to the next hunt, yeah. 
yeah, we had basically we're just home for the weekend. Got to see the family. I took my daughter. Nate tried to get me to work during the weekend. Uh, our quick two day break between trips. He tried to get me to work both days. He texted me, mm-hmm. and uh, I was pretty upset about that because I'm home. I I, I have a little more hustle than Tom. No, it's not. No, you're a worse. I have a worse little husband. more hustle than you. AKA a little more drive. You're a, you're a terrible husband and father because you work all the time, and when None you're of those home, things are true. When you're home, you're not really home. No, I I'm home. We, I burn the midnight oil, son. Yeah, but I'm gonna be with my family when I'm home. So for two days, when I have a two day break, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna drop footage and post you? a couple times. But yeah, so I, I had some time with my daughter, even though I'm a terrible dad. Um, went to the pumpkin patch with the family. That was super fun. Oh, and shout out to Tommy Bardsley. He's 31 today. He has blessed this earth with his presence, <clears throat> basketball skills, accounting skills. The, um, yeah, this will drop after, so yeah, I don't care. But um, he's also shot some deer with us at the 80. You need to go check out that episode if you haven't. He killed a nice buck at like eight yards on the 80 last December. On the ground. On the ground incredible hunt but anyways yeah we're gonna let's dive into our south dakota hunt this was year three was it, this is the first time you've ever had the tag right this is yep it this like has been like one of our favorite hunts at least my like it's like really top of the list for me every fall because i love the time of the year we always go like early early to mid-october and we always find deer and so yeah we i mean we were we, we, we went later than we normally do this year, which I liked. Only a week later, kind of like usually yeah. we go that kind of that opening week, and we went. I killed my buck on the thirteenth, so that's like two weeks later, man. We like we're a, ten, always, a, whole, a solid we're ten days there. For, for, we're usually always there from the fourth to the eighth or something like that. So, so yeah, so we we've hunted we hunted we hunted some ground that we were familiar with, but we really were hunting a completely new area. So. Basically, first morning of the hunt, um, we go out under this section and uh, a familiar section. A familiar section. Yep. This was this was still familiar stuff before we moved, and uh, we found we found deer um, right away. We we it went to this be, section. It should be noted that you interrupt me <clears throat> it should, every single. It should be noted that there are very high winds projected for this week especially our day one wednesday because we were late we were supposed to leave earlier but the truck postponed us and very high winds like red flag warning 50 to 60 gusts 50 60 mile per hour gusts um nate even tried to get me to turn around that's not true he wanted to go back home what i like to do is i like to be able to go on hunts and actually hunt and when i saw that i was like it is legit going to be gusting 50 miles an hour like, is that, is that possible to shoot something with an arrow in those bands? And it's not, like, being completely honest, it's not. But we, we figured out a way to uh, use it to our advantage and uh, actually. Yeah, like, but what if I would have actually listened to you and been like, yeah, I wasn't saying that we should turn around. Well, I was you just actually, having the conversation. You kind of did. No. You did. You're like, is this, like, should we be hunting? Yes. And I think that's after, asking after, question. That's not telling you to turn around. But after we picked up and we packed and, and we've left the family, like, there's no turning around. You're absolutely going to hunt. Like, we are too in the, we are too committed. See, that, that's, that's one thing that's, that's hurt. That's where you're that, wrong. No, that's one thing that's hurt us this fall. Because it, it plays with our family's mind. Like, it, what, there's been multiple we times. We never go home early. There, we have no, not there, gone home early once times that this fall. Twice we've been fully packed for a trip and not left. Oh, for like an evening so, in Kansas. That's a completely different story. Well, yeah, for at least a day. And th- but that messes with it. So I feel like our off time hasn't felt like as f- fulfilling as it could, and I think that's affected our trips a little bit. That that's all I'm saying. The, I wasn't saying to turn around. I wanted to make sure that we were going there during an ideal hunting time. Because yeah, but going up there, no, just, just let me talk. My God, you can't just going up there, going up there, and then like if you weren't even be able to like have an opportunity at shooting a deer because the wind's so bad, that's a waste of our time. You know you're gonna be able. We know you know you can get out of it. Like you know you can do okay. those things. So I, it, I yes. Here's my thing. We do. We sure. do. Now. Did you did you bring up a good point? Sure. But the way you do it and like I feel like we're committed. I I I think 
you need to just, I'm not going to do something dumb just because you don't want to change plans. That's my thing. You were just like, oh yeah, let's go. And like, yeah, yes, we, it turned out fine. And I, that's what I thought would happen, but I, you have to at I, least I have the that, conversation. No, I, I see. I don't think you do. I, I, I think, do. I think it's as simple as it's going to be windy. Instead of saying like, should we be hunting this week? Which is, which is exactly what you said. Yes. You, we, you should be saying, and if, if it's windy this week, we're going to have to find deer in certain pockets. And if it was, those, and if it was dusting things differently, if it was interrupt me, you need to say those two things differently because that, like that messes with my head. Cause of course I want to be at home. Like I love to, hunt. I don't, I wanted to be hunting. You wanted to be home. Nothing wanted me to turn the, I did not want to turn the vehicle around, which we did. No, it's hard. I no. What I mean is it's hard to pack up for an entire trip and then put all that an- energy into just turning around and going home. Like we need to use that energy. I wanted to go hunt. Absolutely. But like when you bring up like, Oh, should we like go like change plans and like be home this week? It's like that, that messes with your mind. And I don't, I sure. don't think that's, that's good place to be when you're on your way to a hunt. Sure. Yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure like it was possible, but we realized it was like, it was possible. Like certain shots, it limited us where we could shoot, no doubt. Like just straight I mean, up. We need did. people to write in and and tell us who they side with. Yeah. Because personally, when I hear comments like that, it it, it turns my brain into a place that I don't want it to be. Because like I, I've built I've built up this hunt and I've gotten excited for it and um, left the family. Got, like it, it always hurts like leaving the kids. You know. So yeah. It's, it's not, not it's not, not not a fun thing. And I only want to have to do that every time that we're actually fully committed. Okay, so, so if we're giving each other we, feedback, I, I didn't so, know we were no, no, going no, no, to no, that no, I'm not quite done yet. So next time, we need to have the conversation before we leave. You, need to be lo- you said you looked at the wind before, but you weren't like that I worried about it. I didn't know it was so, like a red flag. So warning. next time, be... Okay, here's the thing. When I bring these things up, you curse at me, and you make me feel like I'm a <laughs> freaking idiot. And you're, you're so incredibly rude about it. It, bother, like, it bothers me that okay, much. Okay, I don't care really, if it bothers you. Like, that doesn't mean that you can just... oh. Nate, Nate bothers me. I'm just going to treat him like absolute garbage today because he does that. No, that, that's not just what be I like, do. Okay, Nate, that is a valid point. We should, let's consider this that's for a not second. What, that's, not, that's not what I do. And that is what, and, 100% and what no. you did. I, you, secondly, you, every single time, no. Turn down let your me, audio. You're getting <laughs> Let me talk. I'm going to mute you. I let you I'm talk. I'm going to mute you. I let you talk. You, <laughs> there were profanities said to me. You say you that I'm an effing <laughs> idiot. No, I didn't. Like say when that. We, yes, same thing in Colorado. No, you berate me. Yep, I'm exposing. I am exposing you, and I'm simply trying to make sure that it is a wise time to hunt because I want to have success. That it is was a very it. wise time to hunt. And Great, I, and we smoked just, a deer day not, two. Let's move just, on. It's just not a good head place to be, and that bothers me for you because I don't care. That happens multiple. I can talk times. about this stuff and bounce back fine. It's just. You have to be able to just go with the punches, Holmes. I don't know. I, I, what I, an I, argument, man. I disagree pretty heavily with you still, but I'm That's not going to keep yelling at sure. you on, on the podcast. I, I just think it's not good for your, your hunting. For all the zero listeners that are still listening. I don't. I hope people like listening to us argue, but um, if you don't, then... Okay, so anyways, I, I think we both have valid points. I think... Yep. Um, it just there's a lot of effort going in mm-hmm. to these trips, and by you saying certain things a certain way, it like it's just like what are we like? Why why are we saying this at that point? You know, it's like having surgery and been like, like do you, the doctor's are, about to are, cut. Are you you're like, oh, are wait, you for wait. sure you want to have surgery? You know, yeah, when yeah, you're no, already, you're already numbed up and shit. Yeah, you've already put down your ten thousand dollar deposit, but then the doc's like, are you sure you want to sure. proceed? You know, that's so, how I. I Basically, um, on. we uh, we got we, we we got there a little late, a little late because of the truck issues. Um, I don't even remember where we were at before this um, discussion, but we got there and yeah. So we opening morning, we found we found deer. Um, this piece that we had success on, that we've had like good deer deer finding success on, um, had cows this year. So we were like a little less interested when the sun rose up. We were like. Mm. We yeah, have we have definitely like, seen a correlation to we'll give it thirty to forty five yeah and then minutes we'll move we've, on we've seen a correlation of heavy deer activity with no cows and bad deer activity they'll with be a lot around of cows. the cows but like will they 
will you like be glassing and see them in there? Absolutely not. Like, because cows like you're going to give them at least a couple hundred yards. I'd yeah. say cows just take up so much space. They take up the food. They take up the good stuff. They take up the good cover. They're mm-hmm. like down in the trees and stuff. So it's like mm, not that interested. So, but we did find shooter bucks in this piece with cows, but they're right on the edge. Um, but man, we found like there was a group one. of four. Yeah. And there were three of them at least were shooters. Um, and you should define shooter for this trip. Shooter was a three and a half year old buck or older. One of them for sure was at least four or five. And then there were probably at least two, three year olds, which I am totally thrilled with shooting that deer on public, on a public out of state hunt. Um, so this first draw, we saw them go into, we tried to make an approach, but like they were just like, it was starting to like actually rain pretty good on us. Um, and they were just like, you could tell they just like bedded down quick and then they were going to move fast. So like we did this, like we kind of had to like make a stock on them in this draw, got to like a hundred yards and they all, like all got up. It's kind of fed around a little bit and then moseyed off to a, their, their main bed. So we couldn't see them at that point. So we wondered we, if we had spooked them. We did wonder that, but we were like, yeah, wind's good. Like we have a ton of cover and like nothing rain. made it obvious. Like they, they didn't run away. They just got up and walked. It further. was like perfect stalking conditions. Like it had rained mm-hmm. like decently hard, like covering the camera up hard for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Yeah. So we went up to this top, top of Southern Hill and I had probably the best, if not the second best spot of the trip. Um, I saw what was, what was the best spot. The deer through the trees, right after this. Oh, both that was both of you, I guess. Yep, you're just giving yourself credit. Yep. Um, it was. I gotta say, like, like younger Nate isn't seeing this deer. I just was looking through oaks, and I saw like this tiny, like light, just light body. Sure enough, they were they were bedded in those trees, like 200 yards from where we left them. It's game on, boys. Um, so we dropped down there and the wind was going to be in our favor. It was like, we need like right away. Thomas and I are like, we will get within shooting range of these deer. If we play it safe. That was, it was the blessing and curse of, of the wind. high winds this yep. whole trip. I mean, you, the wind is so great. Cause you're able to do jumping in, jacks. You're, you're so like 40 yards. close, like noise cancellation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, wind direction. Great. I mean, you can get away with a very stiff crosswind mm-hmm. and like be fine um there's no question like that the deer can't well like there's no swirling of wind like that's not no. a thing um but then of course the curse is that you need to be like on them to shoot mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it will move your arrow mm-hmm. feet yep yeah so <clears throat> so we get into this draw where we spotted those bucks and we were like we had a tree picked out when we were up high, it was like this, like out of this draw that was mostly green. It was like this yellow ash. And it was like, once you get there, they're going to be like pretty much in this vicinity. So we're just like super slow. I mean, very slow, like step, pause, step, pause, like looking around another step, like just barely crawling through, through this timber. Um, and we get to like where okay, there's a yellow tree. Like they're gonna, they've got to be within 100 yards here. And I look down like in the draw, and there's a buck bedded, nice buck. And so I get Tom's attention, um, and that deer again. That I thought that was a pretty good spot. Pat on my back. I definitely would have spooked that deer a couple years ago. Um, just having, man, having the vision 360 of just like totally that's what's going to get you is that that far left to right is is where that deer is going to be you have to realize that you saw them bedded but they could be anywhere and like even when i saw that deer i'm like okay he's got three more buddies like it's not also been a bad thing in the past for us is like you own vision on the one deer but then there's absolutely most likely other deer around yeah so spot that buck and already we're like I bet 60 yards from him. Yeah. So we were like already like real tight to him. Again, winds in our favor. Real good conditions for that. We were in the draw, so it was like going to be like, like I'd be able to shoot. It wasn't like howling, but it was like still like stiff enough to where we were good. So the next handful of minutes are spent creeping up another 10 yards. 
check him out again, creep up another 10 yards. And uh, finally, we Thomas and I kind of both settled on his bottom. I was pretty bottom. surprised how that deer didn't see us. Like, you were pretty exposed, like, going up decently high, like, above the I never, like, hill. I, I could always, like, see his antlers, and I could never let his eyes get, like, mm. full vision. Yeah, um, I was kind of surprised he wasn't more aware. Yeah. But it was howling, so. Yeah. So, finally, Thomas and I kind of, like, set up on these trees. He, Tom was, like, five yards behind me, and I, we were both, like, kind of set up kind of behind these oaks, and it's thick. Like, these are oak draws, like, just tons of trees, tons of brush. They're pretty thick trees. And uh, I could see his body, could see an antler, and then I spot another buck up, like, further to the left above him, like, bedded a higher up on the hill. That deer's bedded, too, when you first saw him? Mm-hmm. And so I'm ranging stuff, and I'm like, man, these deer are close. He was at, like, 33 yards, which is incredible. Like, we've never, like, gotten that tight into him and just, like, been able to hang out, just, like, wait for him. So basically I was like talking to Tom I was like trying, I, I would have hit the way his body was facing. I could have shot him, but there was a branch that were, was covering up his vitals. Like, like the way he was just bedded up. Like if there wasn't any, any brush in front of him, I could have shot him bedded hundred percent. But there was this branch that covered up like most of his vitals. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to make it, make it tight and make it difficult when I don't need to. So we basically just like, okay, I mean, that would have been money though if that, if oh, it was open 30, yeah. 30, couple, 35, yeah, 33. Yep. Yeah. So basically we're like, okay, let's, uh, let's wait, let's wait it out. Let's be patient. And I mean, it was probably less than 10 minutes where, when two other bucks came in like over the top. Um, well you, I mean, it was another quick situation. Uh, you had turned around to tell me you're going to wait for him to stand. And then you basically turned back and was like, they're up. Yep. Yep. So that was uh there there were two deer that came in two shooter bucks that came like that were that must have been bedded above them and wanted to come back into the cover a little bit and there's one at like 40 that i could see his vitals on but as soon like if i was going to have to get a shot at him i was going to be in the line of vision of that closer buck and like i tried to move over there and i could tell the little buck like started to like kind of get a hint of like mm, what's going on over there and then so i just snuck back down i was like okay I'm not going to be able to draw without those, the, that, yeah, that lower buck busting. So man, long story short, it was like 10, at least very intense minutes. I drew back two or three times and let down a couple times because they'd start moving into a gap. I thought I'd be able to shoot and then they'd stop and I'd be at full draw. And then they would move like a few more steps to have a, a clear vital shot. Like just trying to find a window in there was so difficult. So finally, it was like been enough time. They were like gonna get out of there, like just walk up the draw further. And there was one last buck that I was trying to get a window on. I had an opening in like that where I thought was like pretty good vitals behind there. It was like probably four or five inches wide, and maybe seven or eight inches tall. <laughs> I was like, man, the odds of me just smoking a tree are so high. But I'm just gonna try to weave one through there. So I did drew back he stopped there i shot and no idea didn't hear deer impact yeah which there was no blood you'd absolutely hear yep. a deer impact didn't hear a tree impact either yeah so i'm like did he duck it did it did i shoot under him did i shoot over him one of those things happened but looking at the footage it seems like my arrow went through that gap yeah it like looked like he was heading right right for him but Right, um, for the money. Yeah, no, no deer sound, and then we were able to get eyes on all of them. Yep, and they were all fine. Yep. So, so something. And happened. we couldn't find the arrow though. Yeah, that was a <clears throat> weird. Maybe it just hit the ground level perfectly, where my, it just my thing is, underneath. it like hit something still on the way to him, and just, mm, and just yeah, just that like direction. Yeah. So that was a major bummer, just because it's like how how often do you get bedded mule deer bucks at thirty five yards and not get a shot? Like, the cover in there was just, it was just frustrating. Like, I thought it was open enough to where, like, I thought I'd have a window, but, man, we were working hard to try to find something. So, basically, we watched those deer for a while, um, and they bedded down again, like, further off. We, like, got pretty close to them, but there was no dice on those guys. Yeah. So, after that, we backed out and I, by that time it was like 1 p.m like very thick morning um <clears throat> it's nice being able to hunt the morning out 
um, your day goes faster. You're able to, it's of course always nice when you're on deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, great, great start to the hunt. I was like, already released an arrow, like bummed it didn't hit where it was going, but still a great scenario. Thomas and I hunted that group perfectly. I was like, man, just a few more of those will be, yeah, we'll be sitting real good. So we decided to give that spot a break. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we had kind of walked around in a little bit and we we're like, we should probably just let this, let this unit settle. And we headed to an, another old trusty and, uh, we always kind of split up in this spot cause there's one, like as soon as you like get up to the good area, there's a couple draws like right away that Nate was going to look over mm-hmm. and he's seen deer in before. Mm-hmm. And then I continue on, I don't know, only like a 200 yards maybe. Yeah. And I can see some further draws and sure that's enough. usually with a good stuff's been. Yeah. It's taken a little, it's, it, it took a little while, but six thirty, mm-hmm. I was just eating glassing and I like, it's one of those one of situations I was just scanning my binos, um, on a tripod and, and then bam, like right there, like a closer hill, like buck and then three other buddies, another group of four. And this, there's bigger deer in this group. Oh, I think they're all shooters. Yeah. And, uh, they just went down in front of me. I, of course, called Nate right away, get him over, over to me. It only took you five minutes. And, um, they were like right there, like 250 yards down from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's one really nice buck in there, like maybe like one fifties. Yeah. Um, and then a couple, maybe like two one thirties. Yep. Um, and I mean, it was a quick thing. Like, like. We, we decided how we were going to get to them. Um, well, guess again, wind direction, um, was, was good and strong. Yep. And, um, within five minutes, like from like where I spotted them, like you, we, we were within a hundred yards, like right away. Yeah. Like you knocked an arrow and we we're like, this is going to like, we're going to see deer quick. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, we go to where we last spot them and don't see him. But yep. then Nate gets my attention and they're like, they're like, just over the other rise, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure because we were scanning really Dude, well. I don't know where those deer are. Um, it's almost like they were coming back our way, yeah, or something, and we didn't see them right away. But we got down. They had no idea what was going on. I would have loved to see like drone footage of us and where they were at. Yeah, they had no idea what was going on. So, and they, there's a perfectly placed cedar, mm-hmm. and you were able to get to 80 yards on two bucks yep. right away. And I thought they were much closer than that, but yep. you told me 80, dude, and Man, that putting, like us putting cedars or like even like a yucca bush, like we closed a crap load of ground with like a tiny object in between us and the mm-hmm. deer deer's yeah. eyes. Like when you and when you know when you got to move, like I basically ran up to that cedar yeah. with deer like just eighty yards behind it. Which thank God for for low for high winds and stuff. But like putting things between you and the deer, you can like seriously make some yeah. ground up. Yep. And those are the only deer I could see filming. Uh, 20 yards behind I, I decided i'm just gonna stay here like it won't be a big difference um and but then sure enough i could tell Nate was looking at a different deer that was closer and he mouthed to me that was like 60 yards mm-hmm. so if you want to take it over from here yeah so he was i knew he was going to follow those those deer and like get further away but at that time i couldn't uh get, couldn't get a shot at him because he was like basically facing my direction and i don't know if he had he must have had like some cold or something because he was coughing. He had the CWD. No, I don't know. Um, but he was just coughing and stuff. I was like, hmm. But allergies. Uh, but he basically like he kind of like was side hilling, um, and I ranged him at like just within sixty, which my range is sixty. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna shoot you. Um, and earlier in the day, Thomas and I discussed very heavily like how we should be shooting these deer, what shots we should be taking on these deer with the wind. With the wind. And I kind of came up to where he was basically like exactly upwind, exactly upwind. So I was like, okay, I'd have no crosswind. I'm, I'm going to put it like basically right where I want him to be. Um, so I drew back, settled on him. He just naturally stopped and I sent it. And I was like, man, I know that shot was close. I thought I went like maybe right in front of him. Um, like very close, but I didn't think it hit, which we were correct. It did not hit those deer busted off we saw them leave they weren't like super spooked we saw them like walk, walk over yeah. this, this next hill um but it was at that point it was like getting dark so we were like let's just get out of there but man we looked back on the footage of that that shot extremely so close, yeah. close he uh it was basically just right under his armpit i'm talking like an inch 
like no more than two inches away from from just smoke in his heart um if he would have done like any well, like yeah a couple more inches than that because the heart's yeah okay yeah but getting into his body four to five inches from just absolutely drilling heart yep. shot yep he didn't and like he didn't duck a smidge no if he would have done like any yeah. whitetail duck yeah yeah you're smoking them. back straps that night um so um and honestly that didn't like that made me feel better about things that i could make pretty much be very close at a shot at that distance with the wind like straight yeah, on i wouldn't say like it was disappointing but we weren't like killing ourselves like we it. like we were see we saw a box morning and evening yep. day one yep we knew it was just a matter of time yep i mean two arrows released like it starts to mess with my head a little bit but, like man why am i not shooting well i was like hey the first one i had a tiny window probably deflected second one i mean it was a long shot um, it's something I'm still comfortable with, but man, I was, I was so close. If he would have ducked like anything normal, like any whitetails we hunt, I mean, he's dead. So I'm like, Hey, stay confident stay positive with your shot and just kind of, let's just keep hunting them. So, um, that night, uh, we had a bush light and we were just talking about the next day and we were like, where should, where should we go? What should we do? We were like, well, those bucks are still in that area. So let's just go back up there and just try to spot them up. And again, the wind that morning is just still blowing. Like when you get up before the sun's up and it's like already at like 20 miles an hour, you're like, yeah, it's a little angry. Yeah. It breaks yeah. down a little bit. It's a little, it's a little not fun, but so we, <clears throat> we get up to this, that same area and we glass for an hour, hour and a half and we don't see a single deer. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's get out of here. They might've moved those deer. They, they, you had glass deer from our morning one spot from yep. a long ways away. Yep. That's true. Yep. So we're like, let's go check out something else while we still like the deer will hopefully still be moving a little bit. So we drive around that section and sure enough on the downwind side behind us, like no more than 200 yards, all those bucks just hanging out. <clears throat> yeah. From where we were glassing. Yep. Just no more than 15 minutes before. Yeah. yeah. We would have been a five minute walk around a hill and we would have been in them. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we go back to where we were, huff it all the way up into there, and we start working around this hill. The wind is, like, not great, but it's good enough for getting around them. We just have to, like, yeah. get as far back as them and then start cutting over. Yeah. And literally, we're, like, getting, like, like I think I had an arrow knocked or getting really close to it because we, like, we're about to come around this bend and try to get eyes on them. And I look down in the trees, and I'm like, is that a deer and then Tom, i think you said is that a deer yeah and we both pull up glass and we both like we like saw a deer body and then right away just turn and you see see antlers and we're like buck so we both get down and he's directly downwind yeah <clears throat> sure enough he busts within like no chance yeah 20 seconds <clears throat> him and his buddies leave and that was that was basically it for that like yeah they just so straight they, up bad luck when we left him from where we last saw, like from where we last saw them in the car, and we're driving back to head back up in there, they were heading around the hill counterclockwise, and we were going to come around it like that. Yeah, they had since the 15 minutes we last saw them, they had gone completely backwards. turned around and started going around it clockwise. Yeah, and then all the way down to the next drainage, which was where we'd be approaching from. Yep. So that was downwind. Yeah, that just, just unlucky. Just, yeah, just unlucky. <laughs> Within, I mean, we got from the road getting to them we were like we were talking like no more than 20 minutes yeah i really liked our our chances because that 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 hillside was like like really good cedar placement mm -hmm. they were like kind of like wrapped in them I, I felt like yeah if we if they were in that same spot we were going to be able to close distance easily but. yeah so we popped over the hill quick <clears throat> and tried to get eyes on them again we never saw them no more yeah so um, after we gave that place, what we gave that place at least another 30, 40 minutes, just class and just mm -hmm. hoping they were up moving and didn't see anything. We did what? We went, we back headed back and to get something to eat. Onyx scouted a little bit. Onyx scouted. Yep. So we and felt like we felt good. Like we could go back to one of the two spots we found deer and, yeah. and, and see deer again. We're, yep. We were pretty sure of it, but we also wanted to kind of just expand and, and maybe get a, have a different scenery for, for yep. the evening. Yep. So, <clears throat> pull up on X like I normally do I basically live on that app this time of the year um, and man like found found a section that I thought was going to be pretty interesting there are a couple a couple features that I really liked about it and uh, so we kind of just planned on that for the the afternoon like we 
we went to go check it out, which it was a yeah, pretty we went good to drive. go ground truth it. And uh, sure enough, it was like, okay. Kind of confirmed what we wanted yep. to find yep. out. Yep. We knew it was going to be a hike in there a little bit. Um, the road access wasn't great, which we loved. Um, and so we were like, all right, that's what we're doing. Like, we're going in. Like, we'd never been to this place before, but let's just give it a shot. So that's, uh, so that this is day two evening. So we get, we get out there pretty early because it's like we've got a pretty, pretty good jaunt in there. Um, I shoot my bow once at the target, just making sure everything's good, dead money. And, uh, so, all right, let's go. So we, uh, make the hike in there, busting our butts into 40, 50 mile an hour gusts, and finally start to get to these draws. And man, there was just something about it that me and Tom were, were stoked. Yeah. Well, had you stoked? It's, it's important to have a good hunting buddy if you're going to hunt with somebody because we kind of had differing opinions about what we should do. Mm-hmm. You thought we should stick together, which I, like, I'm not against, but I also feel like you can split up a little bit and, and see more. Yeah, the um, issue is, like, if we weren't filming it, I'd be like, dude, split up. But it's all about content, basically. Yeah. That's that's always my stress. what we do. So yeah. um, it's our business. We eventually uh, decided that we were going to split up just a little bit. Like, not... Not more Easily than a mile. I, I like, shot yeah, like half mile, like five minute walk from each other. Yeah, five to ten, and that's what we elected to do. What had us excited is something told us that it could hold whitetails a little bit more. I don't know why. Um, we were discussing this. We we don't know what triggered internally. I, I think it was a little bit different tree structure. A little greener, um, a little yeah. greener in the bottom. Yeah, it was maybe. kind of like a dried out creek bed. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but someone told us that there could be whitetails, and sure enough, we hadn't been there for 30, 45 minutes, and you called me. Yep. Um, yeah, so from my glassing spot, which was full of anxiety getting in there. Um, just because you had some open... I had to cross like an open hillside and just expose myself to a lot. Finally sat down. First, like within the first few minutes, I glass up a bedded white-tailed doe. And I text Tom, I was like, damn, we're good. Like we thought there were going to be white tails in here and sure enough. Um, so I was like, okay, there's deer in here. That's good. Um, and not, I mean, maybe 10 minutes after that, it's early still. Like it was five thirty, I bet five forty, And I looked down like literally right below me, like no glass, like just white tail buck, white tail buck number two. White tail buck number three. I was like, "Ooh, baby!" So I, I get a, I get a hold of Tom. You already had gotten a hold of me, All right. and I, I was already yep. headed your way, which is kind of an issue because I lost service then. Yep. But, um, and my biggest issue was that I had to get into the bottom draw, and these deer are already like within two hundred yards, and I had to to get down there. I had to like. I was I was on top of a hill with cover and there was no cover until the bottom, and I was like, "How am I going to get down there?" That was the only bad situation about that spot. Is yeah, how yeah. the hell do you yeah get down? So basically, I saw those three bucks and then I saw an absolute hammer. Um, that deer, that eight point was at least one hundred thirty inches, right? Yeah, I mean at least everybody's got their own definition of hammer, but yeah, For public land whitetail hammer, dude. 130 to 140 inch eight. That's a big deer. That's a big deer. Um, so I get in that bottom and finally, like I realize that the covers are like pretty thick in the bottom to where maybe they can't see me. So I just like go like real slow, just try to get down in there. I took the bottom to you cause I had good yep. wind and finally yeah. got into the bottom, just downwind yep. of them. The last time I had seen them when I was up on top, they were heading basically South, like right to us, like right to where Thomas and I were now. So I had a conversation with him like, Hey, Last time I saw them, they were heading down this drainage right to us. They could have completely changed directions. They could have seen me coming down the hill. I didn't see anything bust, but you never know. So we elected to like give it like ten minutes. And down what this bottom. you said that comes into play is you said that they were on the other side, mm-hmm. but you thought that they would have crossed come over. over. Yep. The, the the cover on one side was very thick and nasty, and the other cover on the other side was like kind of more open, like feeding where where I'd seen the deer like kind of start and like where they were like eating and stuff. And so I was like, man, I don't know where they're going to head out, but like right now, I like kind of where we're at. Let's just give this a shot. So 10 minutes go by, 
not seeing anything. I'm like, mm. I'm wanting to go forward, but like I kind of had my my turkey hunting spirit come within me, and I was like, hey, whenever I want to leave, I always bust birds. So I'm going to give it five more minutes, and I am not going to get up from my seat <clears throat> for another five minutes. On the fourth minute, I look up on the hill. Buck. 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 Hammer. And so I get Tom's attention, and they're already within bow hunting, bow, bow shooting range. Across. Within, within 40. Oh, across on wrong the left side. side. Yep. Immediately, I'm like, oh, oh, I, was I was kicking myself, too, because I had been glassing both, that. Both and Thomas I was, and I, like, 2020 like, vision, we were like, we should have been on the other yeah. side. It's like, like bucks are going to take the cover. You know, like, you think they might feed out in this opening, but bucks are really going to take the cover. And so, but basically, like, we trailed them, like, on the other side of this drainage within bow, bow range for, like, at least 80 yards um, and could not get a single gap to shoot through at that drainage. It was driving me nuts. I was, I was upset after that stock because I was like, man, that they were headed right towards us and like just on the other side and just could not get it clear. Like, no, no, like a couple foot, like couple feet of just opening once in a while. Like I couldn't buy it. So, it, the the issue was, we were on the side hill of one side and there was thick drainage, and then they're on the other side, and we were both mm-hmm. high enough to where we were like in the leaf. And branch structure like they weren't low to where they were like by the the trunk and we couldn't be low because we couldn't shoot up the hill so it was just it was rough eventually as they were taller than us yeah eventually they knew something was up and this this little buck busted us and they all jumped over the hill so that was unfortunate um but we quickly got up there tried to get eyes on them again spotted i spotted like six six white-tailed does and a little buck and then um earlier when I spotted those whitetail bucks the first time, Tom spotted a mule deer buck yeah, over in this jungle. Yeah, like right when you called me, mm-hmm. I kind of looked your direction, and sure enough, I was pretty sure I, I saw, just with my naked eye, I thought I saw something in one of the hills, just west of you, and sure enough, pulled my bino on this young muley. Yeah. So basically, after the whitetail situation didn't work out, we were like, all right, let's we'll just keep our heads yeah, up. Just, next let, thing, let's just head head that way because yep. we saw something. Yep. So <clears throat> as we're glassing those hills. It kind of beginning to work that direction. I spotted a mule deer buck. Um, and so I was like, great, let's go after him. He's at least three and a half, like pretty decent buck. Let's go after him. So we were, again, we were like, man, we can easily, like we're going to get into that same drainage, that, that low one, and just work to him. Just keep some, keep some cover in between us and him. Um, That's money, dude. Yeah, and we were like, oh, we'll easily get within 100 yards of this deer, like very quickly. Um I don't know what was he half mile yeah so we're like going down this hill and then through this like thick bottom bunch of nasty stuff and then we not, like not really being like super careful like no. sort of but like no looking back winds probably cover. could have been more careful um but i pop out of this this uh this little creek bed and boom bucks two bucks whitetails feeding basically where those deer like where i spotted the first group of whitetails and one for sure shooter, one dink, one little 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 fork, and then the other one was like a nice ten. So I get Tom's attention again. We both get down, hunker down. They're already within like sixty yards. Yeah, your first words to me are like, "I'm gonna crawl up to this bush and shoot one." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I crawl up to this this set of bushes that's like low, great cover, probably like waist high, maybe a little, yeah, probably about waist a high, taller. pretty thick, a little, maybe a little taller. And so I can get there really fast. So already I'm like, I get there undetected it's like 40 yards the bigger buck starts coming right to us nice three and a half year old yes and i've got like arrow knocked like i I just quickly ranged the tree that he's gonna walk by 18.7 sharpen the knives boys deer's dying and so like i'm like hunkering down cool footage of his head head down just working our way yeah super low and sure enough freaking whitetails man he like looks in my direction. Wind had dropped a little bit. Yeah, I think he he might have caught a slight swirl. He knew something was up. Mm-hmm. So that began an absolute like painful twenty minute, thirty minute like stare at off. At least, dude, at least that stare off slash like you can't move. Like I can't like there's no lane to draw. He's kind of onto us, and then he'd like feed a little bit, and then he'd you back onto us for another, like like staring for like three minutes, and then he the, the younger buck would start coming after him. Like he'd like kind of get checked for a second, and then. 
So he starts, instead of like going <clears throat> basically to our west, to our left, right down that close trail, he starts to go like in front of us and whip around to the right side of us and like yeah. go up the hill, gain elevation on us. Yeah. But he's still within like 20 yards. So then he goes up there again. I'm like trying to like position myself without like barely moving so I can get a shot up the hill. And he starts to like clear around this bush that was starting to make me like more open. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm about to draw so that I could be a draw when he like finally gets to the opening so he doesn't spook when I have to draw. And basically as I do that, he stops. So I have to let down again, which is a very... You were, yeah, you were drawn back. I was drawn back several times on this deer and, and went back down. I couldn't believe he didn't bust off of that because he was like very honed in. And then I think the thing that saved me was that little buck came up to him. and was like kind of like egging him on, kind of like pushing him, like go that way. And um, that kind of distracted him a little bit. So I drew again. <clears throat> As I drew that little buck kind of did a and like snorted and, and kind of went up the hill. Bounced up the hill five yards. And then the bigger buck basically stepped forward and was looking at me straight frontal. And I was like... <clears throat> He had, he had backed off a little bit. I was like, I bet he's by around 30. Um, put my pin dead chest and sent it right into him. Um, he like started to duck a little bit, but it just went buried right frontal. Just perfect shot <laughs> up to the fletching. Yep. Up to the, the vector arrow was just insane. Um, yeah, all you could see was my white and very bloody fletching sticking out of his chest. Which is an incredibly deadly shot. Um, saw him run over the hill <clears throat> and out of sight. And we're like, what a crazy hunt. Super jacked up. Um, and like literally minutes after the kill, we look up on the hill next to us and there's a big uh, mule deer buck cruising at like probably 100 yards, 150 yards on that hilltop. And then we look further down the drainage and there's a big whitetail, at least probably three or four years old. Um, yeah, it was it was an incredible insane evening. Incredible yeah. night of hunting. Um, so yeah, we get we get our stuff on, get my pack back on, and go find him. And he he was like 15 yards over the top of the hill, dead. Um, I I wasn't sure. Like I I thought you drilled him. Like I I knew I saw fletching like in the shoulder area, mm -hmm. but I couldn't tell the angle that mm -hmm. it was in him. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like like looking back at I didn't look at the back of the footage much. We just went up there to find blood and. And sure enough, as soon as we found blood, I knew he was going to be... Yeah, the blood trail was very close. thorough. Um, and sometimes you don't know, like, with just a one entry, like, there's no exit. So I was like, mm, it could be kind of hard to find blood for a little bit, but no, it was, there was blood immediately. Um, so yeah, we, we found him super quickly. Um, field dressed him out there, or just just uh, gutless method, quartered him out, <clears throat> heavy packs, um, tagged him. It was a great night. Like, weather was, the wind had died down, stars came out, a super clear walk out, um, long pack out. But, yep. Yep. man, you can't beat that stuff. We just, I was just soaking up every second because, man, mid-October, it's beautiful enough. You get a, a, an awesome public land whitetail on the ground, and, man, it was great. Yeah, you, I mean, the, the footage is amazing. Like, when we drop this episode... Um, Nate's trying to convince me to drop it in, still this October. Um, so you guys might see that sooner than later, but like I got all the whitetail bucks on footage, um, like of them running through like the big ones we saw, um, through the trees, which was awesome, um, uh, that we were able to relive that through the footage and, and just the, the whitetail that Nate shot and, and being bedded from those muleys at 35 yards. Like it's all, it's going to be a pretty action packed episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just man. We've <clears throat> we've we've really honed honed our our hunting skills like up there, especially and being able to get it done day two after just being covered up in deer. It was just a special hunt. We were like, it was so good that like we've discussed like, will it ever be that good again? <laughs> like, we we're like, did we just catch it on like a, a magical night? Seeing yeah. seeing just the amount of deer and bucks, like mm -hmm. it was. Uh, hunt that will go down for a long time. Um, my best public land whitetail ever, just like absolutely stoked on it. So, got the that that buck's dropped off of the taxidermist. Um, gonna need to get another job for my taxidermy bills, but just gonna get a solid euro mount on them. But, uh, yeah, super proud of that one. Um, how much does Randy charge for your euro? 75. Oh, yeah, cheap. 
Nice. Yeah. So that's that's basically that. I mean, thrilled to be able to get back for the weekend, uh, see the families before this hunt. That that quick that quick success and turnaround is the only reason we're able to get out this 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 early for this yeah. hunt. So, uh, man, just hoping we keep the momentum rolling. We've we've been lucky enough and um, honed our skills, I guess, enough that we're we're finding deer pretty fast where we go. Yeah, we uh, we're heading into like we said, Oklahoma. We've never done this. We all literally all we've done is east scouted, um, and we're just we're just gonna get in there and see what we see. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's how you you check the boxes. You, you, I mean, it, the first day can be tough. It can be great. You just you don't know what to expect. Um, whether we see dudes or not, uh, just all part of it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to check out a new spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So again, <clears throat> um, this. Uh, hunt is on our Instagram. Um, I created a little highlight reel on, in our main main Instagram page that you can see the South Dakota whitetail. I think maybe that's what it's called, SD whitetail. Um, so you can check that out if you haven't seen that on our story yet. And then we'll keep you posted when we're going to drop this episode. But um, super badass hunt. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you worried about me and Tom's relationship um, with the fight earlier, you can... Uh, <laughs> Uh, just, just email us, you know, um, info at identicaldraw.com. Um, I think we do a pretty good job of getting back to people. Um, yeah, that's about it. You got anything else? It's fall boys. Go find some fresh shine, I, sit some scrapes and I'm, shoot some bucks. Yeah. I'm almost like, I'm sad that it's already the 17th of October. Same dude. You know, October, I like the October more than November. Don't, don't crucify us, but I'm the same way. Yeah, I don't know. Something about it. Like, I, I wish that my year, I wish, like, the year was, like, three months, like, October, November, December. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of December, it would just roll back to October 1st. Yeah. You know, elk hunters are going to kill me. I mean, I love elk hunting. I love the month of September, but, man, it doesn't become fall until those leaves start to change. So Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been crispy. We, uh, we're getting, actually, a pretty good cold front right now. Um it's going to be dipping down in the teens. It's hard not to be on the 80 this week, but yep. you know, we need to dedicate some time down here. So, yep. Yep. So, uh, the next podcast, hopefully in a few days, we're going to be talking about Tom's big o- Oklahoma hammer. One seventy five, <laughs> couple kickers. Yep. So, all right. Thanks everybody.